재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Let's uh, move on now to Syria rebels in the uh, besieged eastern uh, Aleppo calling for an immediate five-day ceasefire to help evacuate civilians and the wounded. Syria and Russia, however, uh, say that the rebels have to withdraw from the city first and will not consider a ceasefire unless that happens. To give us some analysis on the uh, very tenuous situation in Aleppo right now, uh, from Lancaster University, we have Instructor of International Relations, Dr. Simon Mabon. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, You're welcome. First of all, what what is the main reason that uh, both uh, the Syrian government and Russia rejected this five-day ceasefire? Well, I think, to be honest, they're concerned about um, at this either being an opportunity for the rebels to regroup and, and try and uh, try and regain some of the strength that they've been losing, or indeed an opportunity for them to get out and to slip through the nets and, and for them not to be able to regain control of the city. Mm. And I think this is quite a serious uh, security threat for the Syrian regime and for, for the Russians. It's a, it's a moment where they will certainly feel like they're losing control of a situation if it doesn't go the way that they want to. Of course, on the other side, it's, it's a, an existential point of, of crisis, of survival, as to how on earth um, these groups of people are able to survive amidst um, huge power asymmetries and, and a conflict that's been going on for the best part of five years, or approaching six years, sorry. Right. Are we potentially in the midst of a quagmire in Aleppo, in your view? Um, I, I wouldn't say potentially. I'd say we're certainly in the midst of one that's, that's really sucking everyone and mm. everything around it into this into this mess. Um, we, we hear reports from the White Helmets on a, on a daily basis about the horrors that they're having to go through to try and help people. And, and recently, it was this morning that they... Um, that they called on the UN to really support the ceasefire and to do something to help them because they're worried that when the Syrian army gets into the east of the city that they will be held, they will be detained as, as terrorist sympathizers because they've been helping the people of Aleppo. And clearly they've just been trying to help people who've been affected by the bombing campaigns and the violence. But they're concerned about being seen as being complicit with rebel groups. And I think it's this complicity that can really draw people in. It's a case of if you are remaining in the east of Aleppo, then you are seen as being a terrorist by the by the Syrian and Russian forces. It feels like, and you mentioned the idea of this being an existential factor for uh, both sides as far as the importance of Aleppo and neither side wanting to back down on this. Uh, how can there be a potential solution, especially with the humanitarian crisis there? Uh, incoming uh, President-elect Donald Trump uh, seems to have a bit of a different view in how to approach Aleppo uh, than his predecessor. Of course, Russia uh, also being uh, very much influential in this, just to uh, to say the least. Uh, do, do we see any light at the end of the tunnel in terms of a potential solution? Well, I think there was scope to actually try and do something to help the people of Aleppo, but I think President-elect Trump's views on, on Russia and how to resolve the Syrian crisis are actually just to support the Syrian regime, to continue to support Bashar al-Assad, uh, to fail to topple, um, well, moving away from toppling um, uh, regimes that, that the U.S. disagrees with. And I think this will just 
Bashar al-Assad regime, a regime that we should not forget has been responsible for over 90% of the deaths in the Syrian conflict. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that the, the opportunity to, to resolve this is, is perhaps dwindling uh, unless some creative response can be put forward by the UN. If the government and uh, their supporters from Russia uh, do succeed in uh, gaining control of Aleppo, and does this, in your view, uh, go a long way towards a resolution in the conflict, a lot of people will then wonder what was all of this fighting and death and destruction over the past few years all for, ultimately, at the end of the day? Yeah, and I think that... That's quite a depressing thought, to be honest. If we go back to, to what happened right at the start of the uprisings in Syria, this was, um, this was stemming from people moving to the cities because of drought, of environmental crises that meant that they weren't able to, um, to rear the crops and to, uh, to take care of the livestock that they had historically relied upon. There weren't jobs in the cities, and, and there wasn't the political system that would allow these people to have a voice. And the protest that took place in early 2011 was to say, we want to have food, we want to have access to, um, to, to political systems to actually have a voice, to express our grievances and our frustrations. And that's what it was. It wasn't a, a serious rejection of the regime. Mm. It was, we want, we want some semblance of reform. And, and the response of the regime was to crush these people, to, to really, really respond with force in response to some quite legitimate political um, demands. And, and ultimately, that's what it's all about. And it's that escalation over almost six years that has really entrenched these divisions. And unfortunately, I think that, that the only real hope for, for this ending is a complete victory for one side. And that mm. side looks like it's going to be the Assad regime right now. And, and that's somewhat abhorrent for, yeah. for most in the international community given that President Assad has been responsible for killing over 95% of his own people, yeah. of, the, um, of the almost half a million people that have died in this conflict, Assad is responsible for killing around 450,000 right. of them. Uh, it's a sobering uh, thought indeed. Uh, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Maben, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on.